Jeff Kristen from the LionsWire.com, a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend? It's good to be with you. I'm sorry I'm not Doug, but I'm I'm kind of happy um, to be me today was, too. I, you know, I I I looked and you know I was <laughs> dyslexic on a four and a five. That's Doug's in an hour at five oh five. But I, I did want to get you on today. Uh, to talk about the game I was at yesterday, start to finish, sitting there as a fan, uh, just like the Giants game, another four quarters of domination. I mean, this is a Lions team, like Merrill Hodge said last week on our DraftKings NFL Power Hour that you were a part of, Jeff, that he says this, this, this is a legitimate comment, that the Lions are playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. They absolutely are. And, and I know people are going to discredit, oh, it's the Jaguars, oh, it's the Giants. Uh, you still got to beat those teams. And the fact that they're doing it so convincingly, um, one of the things that I learned from, from Marty Schottenheimer many, many years ago was that uh, when you're a good team, you, you beat bad teams easily. It's not like you're in close games with, with other bad teams. You, you win those games convincingly. That's exactly what these Lions are doing. And they're doing it, you know, they're doing it with, with offense, they're doing it with defense. Uh, the defensive effort yesterday gets a bit overlooked because they did, in fact, score on every possession. They did a really, really good job of covering, um, other than, than Christian Kirk. Uh, I thought you saw great play by the secondary, great coordination between the linebackers and the secondary. Uh, they got enough of a pass rush to keep Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. And, man, that was, again, a full-team win. They're winning it with offense. They're winning it with defense. They're winning it with special teams. One penalty the entire game. They didn't have that until the fourth quarter. They did not punt. They did not turn the ball over. That's how you play winning football in the NFL. I'm looking at the NFC standings. I checked this out last night at CBSSports.com. And the Lions in the NFC are in the ninth position right now. Seven make the playoffs. And the two teams in front of them, they've beat Washington, who's 7-5-1. and one. And if you were a Lions fan, you really wanted Washington to lose that game, and they'd only be a game behind them. Seattle is seven and five. Uh, Lions don't own the tiebreaker there. But we talked about playing meaningful games in December. That goes back to our summer conversations during training camp, Jeff. And they are playing meaningful games now in December, uh, based on the win over the Jags yesterday and what lies ahead. With that schedule, if they can get Minnesota, who is one of the better teams in the NFL, everybody keeps waiting for Minnesota to hit a wall or, oh, here comes the Jets. They're coming back. It's 27-22. They're going to blow that game. The Vikings have found a way to win. And if the Lions can beat them on Sunday, they are a legitimate playoff hunt team. Absolutely, and as much as I cringe at the thought that a five and seven team should be considered a playoff contender, I mean they're not out of it. They're not. They're not out of it by any means. You, you see Washington being shakier. Uh, I, I think. I think that was a game honestly that they expected to win and probably should have won. Uh, the Giants, to me, are the team that would fade. Uh, and and honestly, the the tie yesterday. That really hurt the Lions' playoff chances yes. because they have tiebreakers tie with both of those teams, and now you can't be tied with them unless you happen to tie, which doesn't help you catch them. Uh, so that that was that was frustrating from that standpoint. I, I wanted Washington to win that game because I think the Lions could catch the Giants. I'm not sure they're going to win more than one more game, uh, but uh, you know they're, they're going to have to finish. You know they've got five. The Lions have five games left. If they go four and one in those games. 
that's a winning record. That's a winning record when you started one and six. Uh, at that point, yes, it would be fantastic if they made the playoffs. But if they can get the nine and eight after starting one and six, you know what? That's a pretty dang good job by Dan Campbell getting that team turned around, getting them focused in the right direction, and building something for next year when they should be expected to be competing for that NFC North title all season. Uh, and when when you and I are talking in, in July and August about you know ten or eleven wins, people are going to look at us like we're high. They're going to look at us like, hey, you guys know what's up? Um, and that that that's that's real. That's where this team's going right now. Yeah, I believe to get that playoff spot, they have to completely win out. And I don't know if that's going to happen. But as I mentioned, if you beat the Vikings, you are six and seven. Uh, there you go. Uh, you're the Lions. You beat the Vikings on Sunday. Uh, you're six and seven. I agree with you. I was really. Rooting for the Giants uh, to win that game, and you got Seattle lurking out there. Who again? That's another team that everyone keeps saying, "Hey, Lions scored forty-five on them. Uh, they're going to hit the wall." No, they've been playing solid football uh, with Geno Smith. So we'll see where it goes. But it's it's cool to talk about them. And as I was discussing with some Lions fans sitting around me yesterday at Ford Field, hey, if this team did finish eight and nine when they were laying there dead in the water with one win. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's and and that's. I think I don't think anybody really expected. I think there was a lot of a lot of us, um, and, and I'll, I'll not even include myself. There were a lot of people that were thought this team could aspire to this. You know, even after like one and four, one and five. I think I think the one and six was like the point, and it was a poorly coached game by Dan Campbell. Um, and, and that's that's one of the things that, that is making me happier and should be making fans more confident in the team. You're not seeing Dan Campbell making the same coaching mistakes that he was earlier in the season. Uh, we talked a lot about the end of the Buffalo game last week, and, I, and that's, that's a debatable one, but you're not seeing what happened in the first Minnesota game, what happened in the Seattle game, the gross clock management, the, the weird play choices on fourth downs when you when you go for it. Um, he's gotten away from that. He's learning, and I think that's 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 one of the reasons why I'm very confident about this team going forward. I don't I don't know if they're going to beat Minnesota. Uh, I did not get to see the Vikings game at all yesterday. I wound up watching the I was watching the Lions game and in Indianapolis at a volleyball tournament um, with my it was on my laptop, and I had about five dads from Grand Rapids crowded around me watching the Lions game, and uh, it, it was just a glorious feeling. Like I don't normally get to watch the games in public. Uh, I tend to watch at home. Being out with with other Lions fans yesterday, there was something special, man. That that's something that I haven't had to experience in, in a long time. Where the Lions were were expected to do the way that they did, and then they just kept going at it. Um, you and I talk a lot. Um, I like to get my my pregame or my postgame story written before the game is over, uh, and that's been incredibly difficult to do, win or lose with this team because they're always close. I started writing this one in the middle of the second quarter. That's how confident I was that they were. They had this game. They just looked fantastic yesterday. It's a, it was as thorough of a win as I can remember. Um, certainly since the uh, the 2017 finale uh, when they beat uh, the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, tapped out of that game so they could put into Sean Kai. That was 2018. Uh, that last game, uh, and that was that was a, a Packers team that had nothing to play for. Like this is a Jaguars team that had won two out of three. They had just beaten the Ravens. They're very much in the playoff picture in the AFC if they win that game. Now they're kind of on the outside looking in but that that, that was uh, again that, that was such a fun football game to watch uh, it's really hard to pick nits and find players that didn't play well and that, that's that's just not something that we're used to i i said that uh, you've had really giants game 
in this game this year where you you can find no negative. Uh, you can. And how many times in our lives have we said that? Connect to the Lions, and I know we can't look in the rearview mirror, but man. If you have that Seattle win and that Minnesota win, the Lions are a playoff team today. That close. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Mm. And, and that's why that, that's where the growth is coming in. And I think Dan Campbell is acutely aware that uh, he's got some making up to do on that. Uh, and like he, like he's a guy. He's gonna he's gonna acknowledge that he needs to get better at things. And and quietly he has. And it's been interesting to see more and more skeptical Lions fans starting to to win themselves over on him to uh, acknowledge that Jared Goff is playing some pretty darn good football yesterday. He was darn near perfect yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to worry about the long term. I'm just going to be happy that Jared Goff is playing really good football right now. Uh, And that gives you something that you can work with going forward. You know, we saw Jamison Williams get his feet wet. Uh, that was by design, by the way. He he, he was going to get a target or two. That was it. You're going to see a lot more of him against Minnesota. Uh, that was made very clear today. And and Romeo Aquara will be back next Sunday, too. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one because that really builds up the depth where they sort of needed it. You know, lo- losing Julian Aquara, losing Charles Harris to its injured reserve. So th- they're getting healthier as the rest of the team is, or the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah, look at the Rams now. My, my God, they they are uh, they're scraping Josh Johnson off the, the scrap heap. Uh, with, uh, San Francisco doing the same. You're losing their starting quarterback at this point of the year. The Lions are adding healthy, good players back to the mix while other teams are are watching their seasons crumble potentially. That's uh, the, the shoe is on a very different foot this year, my friend. Yeah, man, could have, would have, should have. But you know, if they beat Minnesota, that might be one back, considering Minnesota's a ten and two team. And then at the Jets, at Carolina, Jets are kind of imploding right now. Bears at home, and then at Green Bay, uh, you never know. Winning out if they beat Minnesota uh, is a distinct possibility. Uh, it could happen. Uh, uh, we'll see. Jeff Risden, LionsWire uh, dot com, Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for it. On YouTube, catch up and listen uh, to their weekly uh, broadcast on YouTube. Search Detroit Lions podcast. Jeff will talk later in the week. We'll look ahead to the matchup with the Vikings in Detroit. Sounds great. Thanks, Bill. All right, Jeff Risden checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics and also your Detroit Lions, Michigan State, uh, high schools, uh, little leagues, and more. Everywhere, all the communities.